Welcome to Juvel Hub, your helping hand in property management education. We are so thankful that you have joined us. And please remember to follow and like us on your favorite social media outlet, which you can find in our show notes. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Juvel Hub podcast, your helping hand in property management education. I'm your host, Jonathan Saar. And with me again is my dear friend, Mike Brewer from Radco Residential. Mike, how is life? How are you doing? Good to have you back. Well, thank you, first and foremost, for having me back, Jonathan. It's always a pleasure to, to spend time with you and in, invest in some content. It's, yeah. always, uh, it's always inspirational to me. So thank you for having me back. You know, I, I think of the evolution of where you and I have been, like when we first met. And it was through content. It was. Literally, it was Twitter or, or something along those lines back in 2009 or eight or something like that. And, and where we're at today, you know, we've, and, and it relates so much to the topic that you wanted to, to share with our audience today about putting the human back in property management. So I just want to set the stage for our audience. It's like you and I, we've been through, and there's a big group of us too, right? Like we've gone through so much uh, technology uh, changes and this is such an important subject because at the end of the day, property management is it's people. It's a people business. So thank you for being on the show. I know our audience is going to really resonate with your personal experience and some key takeaways, good reminders for all of us to, to put into, into practice. But let's let's get some background to it. So why that expression putting the human back in property management why is that important to you what what has spurred that thought on give us a little overview of of where your mind is at with that topic today yeah so i this is fun for for me to answer i i uh so i have to go to the the titans of technology right you think about the bill gates and the steve jobs of the world and uh, and others, but so Bill Gates way back in the day had a mission and that mission was to put a PC on every desk all around the world. And it was not the hardware, right? It was because he wanted his operating system on all of those PCs all around the world. Right. And in short, my mission is to take all of those PCs off the desks of our team members in, at our properties, in our properties, because it in my head has taken away the human element of the way business was meant to happen in, in my head, business, business was an opportunity and is an opportunity for you and I to sit in a physical space together, not distracted by technology to look one another in the eye, to have our handshake mean something because we are in the moment receiving it and giving it right. And and that element in my head has escaped us and it has created a lot more conflict than, than we are used to or accustomed to in, in getting business done, whether it be negotiation or conflict resolution or whatever it is we're trying to achieve because the human element is out and because we, we hide behind technology, <laughs> we, we're just not personable and in it uh, like we used to be. <clears throat> yeah. Uh I, I agree. 
Um, I think I've personally kind of gone through a couple of, of phases where I felt like technology was almost burning me out because there was just so much of it. And, uh, man, you remember the days when we, when this, this device, this phone that we had was, you know, was attached to a wall with a long cord, depending yeah. on where you were at home or at the office, that was it. And boy, it, what a fast forward of, of change with just within a really within just a couple of decades like that's right very very difficult to absorb i remember teaching a class on this years ago where we went through the timeline uh, what you were mentioning okay let's 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 go back to when the phone was invented in the the market saturation or adapt or the adoption rather of that device then you go to like a fax machine and then the PC, as you mentioned, and that covered many, many decades of time. That's right. And, and so here we are today within the last 20, 30 years, and it's just, it's just exploded. Uh, and I, and I, I agree. It's, it seems like it's, um, uh, and I really feel like we truly truly felt that during the COVID uh, time period where we were definitely isolated from people. Technology, I think that was its own experiment that was proved true right then and there. Uh, it did not, it did not help. Uh, it did not solve, even though fundamentally from a secular perspective, it solved certain issues at the time that needed to be, we needed to comply with. But from a human perspective, it certainly, it certainly did not. So, okay, we've got the foundation. I, I, I love your comment. I, I, <laughs> I don't. I, I guess my question is: is how would you go about doing that? Having every computer removed from a team member's desk, like is, is that a pipe dream, or what? Is there a path to it? What, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I. So I do not have a fully baked vision for this, but I'll give you my sort of early inning take on it. And it's all couched in a, an acronym. And the acronym is A-C-E-O. And the A stands for automation. The C stands for centralization. The O stands for uh, outsourcing and, or A-C-E uh, elimination and then outsourcing, right? Got it. And so I, I think through those four lenses, I think if we were to take a look at the the things that need to happen on a property on a daily basis, you can automate a large portion of the rote and routine work. And a lot of companies are already doing this, right? And the, the advent of chat GPT, very early innings, but iterations of that down the road are going to only accelerate the pace of our ability to do automation. Right. Um, centralization, Companies like Equity Residential and others have been doing this for 15 or 20 years now. It started with the elimination of the assistant manager's role and not the yeah elimination, but sort of centralizing that effort and allowing one person to do the work of many. Um, in elimination, I think that I think that automation and centralization are going to present these opportunities to actually eliminate things that we don't even they're not, it's not high value work and it's not yielding a real result or a real return. So we're going to actually eliminate, eliminate a lot of like sacred cow type processes and procedures and organizations. Okay. 
And then outsourcing, not a new concept, right? A lot of people offshore work. I think accounting is probably a good example of that. A lot of, of accounting gets done in India and the Philippines now, and organizations have been doing that for many years. But I think, and, and then the other thing that I would add, which is not part of this acronym, is that consumers are very used to DIY, right? Do it yourself kind of stuff. In fact, a lot of people would rather do it themselves. So I think through doing it themselves, the consumer doing it themselves, or this automation, centralization, elimination, and outsourcing will allow us the opportunity to remove almost every device off of a property outside of maybe something that that hangs on the wall where we still, you know, we use this for presentation purposes, but it's not, it's not there to like capture our attention ongoing. It's just there to help us along a sales path or along a right a work order, whatever you want to put up there. But right, but it's not there to. It's for data entry. It's, it's just, you can remove all that data entry stuff and put that somewhere else. Yeah. So it's yeah. possible in my head. It's a hundred percent possible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, we, we always look as an industry to other industries. So what's, what's the bar? Like what are other, what are other groups doing? How are they? Cause unfortunately, I mean, property management, we're, we're always seem to be a little bit behind uh, we we look at the hospitality industry as an example, hotel. I feel like I learn a lot of lessons every time I walk into a hotel on what is that experience like? Uh, the car buying experience, we know that's completely different now. That's changed. So the, I, I agree with you, Mike. There are a lot of things that can be, that can be centralized, uh, but what are we doing to make sure that we're we're there for people when they want their questions um, answered? They want it answered by by a human, and I and I, I, I feel like they're the overall experience has become or needs to become back to basics, where it's just like, "Hello, welcome. It's nice to have you with us today," and we're we're looking forward to given you an amazing experience. If this is your first time at ABC property, uh, what brought you to us today? And then you start going through those, those questions to try and get to know the individual. Um, as a, I remember this, this uh, TV show, medical show, and the, the person was, was so glued to filling out the documentation like, what are you eating? What do you, you know, just like going through all of this stuff and never once looked at the person and the right, person, right. you know, I mean, it's a TV show, but I know it resonated because I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that was kind of a terrible experience when the focus is so much and I have to fill in all of this data on this document in this PC before I even look you in the eye and, you know, smile and, and say, hi, and where are you from? And, you know, getting into, to the, the human aspect of it. So is that, is that measuring up with what your vision is? You're spot on. It, it's, it's a perfect example. And, and think about that, that experience that you just described there in a, in a medical, on a TV show, but 
you've probably had this experience where you, you go online, you put all your information in prior to showing up at the doctor's office. And when you get to the doctor's office, they give you a pile of paper to, to fill right? again. Yeah. <laughs> Do it again. And it's, so it's, it's because we're, we're so distracted with what I term as busy work. Now it's important work, but it's busy work and it, it can be done somewhere else offsite in different, with different mechanisms, you get back to, to everything we learned in kindergarten, right? Learning how to look each other in the eye and actually communicate and, and listen, not just hear. Those are two very different things, right? When you, when you listen, that is a very different thing than hearing. I hear you, but did I listen and actually take in what you're trying to communicate so that I can respond accordingly? Like we lose that in, in, in the noise to today. Yeah. And so I think, yes, you're spot on. We need to remove. Um, I think we have to, to get back to, to civil discord, to actually uh, being a beneficial presence to one another, because I think at the end of the day, what, what we're all here to do is to actually assist one another in becoming better versions of ourselves. Right. And, right. and for a, for a bigger, broader mission, right. It's not, not it's not about, the office that we show up to every day. That's just the place where we get to act out the, the uh, being a human right? And, and where we invite others in to be human with us. Yeah. Yeah. Love this conversation. Put the human back in property management. Let's just take a quick break for a commercial. We'll, we'll come back to this and see, well, where are we going here in the future? What does a team manager actually do? Team management is the foundation of a happy and effective workforce. Effective training can build a solid foundation. Jova Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Introduction to Team Management. Learn more about this course at juvahub.com, your helping hand in property management education. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. So Mike Brewer from Radco Residential, we have covered putting the human back in property management, the, the history, I guess, so to speak, the, the concept, looking at other industries as a potential benchmark from hotel, medical. So now, like from our audience perspective, they're, they may be like, okay, that's a, that's a big, uh, tall order. Where do we start? Like, how do we, how do we get there? Is it part of just the, when you think of it from a change management perspective, does that intentionally have to be part of the flavor of that conversation in whatever the outcome or decision is? What's your thoughts? You know, I, th I think about this, if I, if I understand your question correctly, I, I, th I think it, it, everything always starts at the, at the top of an organization, right? If if the leaders are not a united front in terms of playing out a change like this, then then nothing will really get done. One of the things we do at, at Radco, or we're in the early innings of installing at Radco, is having everyone look at their job through this lens of automation, centralization, elimination, and outsourcing, right? Yep. So let's back up and make that a, a broader concept for a second. So in my head, where do I start? Well, I start by taking a complete inventory of everything that we do in our organization, right? Everything. 
and we document that. Now we might document that under a framework of the resident and prospect journey or the team member journey or the vendor partner journey and doing in terms of doing business with us or the investor journey. And so however you break that up, you start by taking a full inventory mm-hmm. and, and literally write that out, right? Put it up on a, a wall and think about it like a timeline or a journey. And then using a CEO, you think about those areas of opportunity along that timeline that you can then write automate or centralize or eliminate or outsource. So you take every one of those journeys where you've taken full inventory and you figure out where you can, some of it's going to be low hanging fruit. Some of it's going to be very difficult. So low hanging fruit, you can attack quickly and swiftly uh, you know, if you used becoming a paperless property management company, and we've been talking about paperless companies for a very long bit of time, but there are still companies out there that use paper mm-hmm. to do things. If you see that as the first thing that you need to tackle, then go do that because that anymore seems like low hanging fruit, right? But something more complex, like centralizing your entire maintenance operation or centralizing your entire leasing operation, that's a little more complex and you have to bolt a lot of things together and make that happen. So I think it starts with taking a full inventory of every process, procedure, discipline, and routine in your organization, and then uh, then applying the ACEO method to it to, to start to, to get your human back in the equation. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. You, you, you hit it, hit the nail right on the head. Because I think from our audience perspective, that's just like, okay, where, where's the beginning? But that's, I totally resonated with that with that visual. It, it's almost like, okay, does this pass the the human litmus test, so to speak? Like, okay, right. is this are we hitting our humanity objectives with this initiative? And if it doesn't, then we gotta we gotta just step back here and and, and reanalyze the necessity, the priority, the you know all of those. Um, all those um, ideas with that. So that's, that's fantastic. So walking away from this episode for our audience, putting the human back in property management using what's your acronym again, let's say it again, one more time. So everyone gets it. Yeah. It's a CEO, a CEO. So that's going to be the title, putting the human back in property management by implementing ACEO. <laughs> Love it. So it's it's something uh, for our audience. You, you need to look back at your company culture to me. What are What is that bigger picture? What are you trying to do? Where has the human touch been lost? Uh, what are your resident reviews like? What are their keywords that they're using as far as their experience with you and and listen to that and even internally uh i remember mike again janet she was on um, uh, a previous episode and and she mentioned the the importance of the uh, you know products like what swift bunny does and and being able to get the voice of your employees to find out what is going on. All of those items, if if they are the priority, then you're going to be making technology decisions that's going to support that bigger picture, which is is the humanity behind it. That was my takeaway. What's your summary of 
of today's discussion for our audience? Yeah, just just as a, a quick side note before I give you my takeaway, <laughs> when you're speaking through that, it, it brought to mind in a prior organization, many times you don't have the customer's voice in the room or you don't have the employee voice in the room, right? Unless you have these mechanisms like you just mentioned, Swift Bunny and and uh, other data collection mechanisms that that consumers can uh, inter, you know use to, to give feedback. But in a prior organization, uh, I purchased big cardboard cutouts of celebrities, right? And when we would sit in our boardroom, we had The Rock <laughs> as an example. The Rock had a seat. And I think The Rock was our customer. Or the Rock was our team member. I can't remember. But there was a mechanism out there where we collected data. And then The Rock was that person in, in the room, like a visual <laughs> representation. Awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then we would, you know, who tried to talk like The Rock. But anyway, um, it's important to have those voices in the room when you're when you're thinking about things you're going to do in your organization. You know, my my biggest takeaway from our conversation is, it I, I think many times today, especially with all of the the prop tech solutions that are chasing problems that I don't I don't know if they're necessarily our problems or they're problems that are being invented to put technology against, and they're not always the most useful. Now that's that's not an indictment of the prop tech industry, but I think at some point you get fatigued. Uh, by all the solutions out there. Um, and, and the fatigue plays out in the way of many times or, or more times than not, you're working in your business. You're just so busy working in your business that you forget to work on the business, right? You're in there day to day, you're solving problems, you're putting out fires and you're, you never really get ahead because that's all, all you're doing. You sometimes you have to be intentional about stepping back creating a mechanism that allows you to have time and space and intention about working on the business. That thing I described about taking inventory of the entire business, mm -hmm. that takes time, right? Yeah. But many times that time gets robbed because we're just in it all the time. So you have to make that, that kind of non-negotiable intentional time to step away and actually work on the business. Excellent takeaway. We appreciate your perspective. We know you've been in this industry a long time. So our, our audience uh, definitely respects all the work that you've done over the years for the business. And, and we know we want to make our industry better. That's the purpose of this show. We want to bring these voices to the property management audience that we have out there and keep doing all that we can because it just touches on so many other things. Like we could, we could dive off into all kinds of other topics and where this touches just this very simple conversation about bringing the human back in property management. So we appreciate, I appreciate you. Thank you for being on the show again, my friend. Uh, great to have a high level overview on what humanity, what it does and what we need to do each and every day. All of us do our part. How can people stay in touch with you? Well, you can find me on any of the social channels, uh, but I'm I'm not going to use this time necessarily to endorse myself. I, I would like to rob it just to acknowledge you as an individual. I think that you have been uh, in service of this industry in many ways, in many shapes, in many forms over the last 25 years, and, and you're participating in all of the IRIMs and the NAAs of the world, and you just give and give and give. And I just admire you and very inspired by what you do in terms of being in service to the industry and, and having done it for such a long bit of time. So thank you. 
Thank you. I appreciate that, man. You get me choked up on here, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a great industry. We can't, uh, we got so many new generations coming in. So we got a big message to keep, keep pushing out there on, on ways that we can make our industry uh, continue to grow, continue to be better every day. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you everyone for tuning in until next time. Class dismissed.